Welcome back to Black Cops Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the penultimate episode in The Wheel of Time, Season 2, Day Damar, written by Justine Jewel Gilmer. Gilmer. Directed by Sinai Hamri. I thought this episode was a bit of a mixed bag for me. On one hand, it looks like we are going to be having a final showdown in the finale but the elements getting there are really chunky and choppy i felt there were some storylines that were moving way quicker than other storylines i just feel like there was too much crammed into taking far more leaps than the pace was the last six episodes so because of that i feel as if this should be seven out of ten and not seven before the finale before we jump into the recap and uh, my thoughts about how i felt on each storyline wherever you listen to this podcast podbean stitcher itunes spotify wherever good podcasts can be found go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I am usually a fan of flashbacks. It usually... I am typically a fan of flashbacks. They provide an additional insight context to certain aspects of the storyline we've been watching that makes a lot of things fall into place but when your flashback simply ties to one line that yes sure it gives me a lot more of an idea of exactly what moraine has sacrificed it is a message I got very clearly at the beginning of this season when she was in that tub cradling herself was a woman understanding that everything I've worked uh, towards this entire time, the arrogance I've justified all of my actions or the justification all of for all of my arrogance and my actions and my uh, very, what's the word? I'm looking for manipulations into doing the things I've done. It really only tied to one line, which her sister gave or asked, which is, well, why did you not come back 20 years ago? Why did you forget about us as if we didn't exist? And it ties back to this flashback where Moraine and Suan are all giggly. They're preparing to introduce Suan to her father and family it's clear that Moraine is fond of both. But then upon announcing the war with the AL, which are the people that Perrin are traveling with, which haven't been fleshed out very well at all, is one, Gatara and Aes Sedai, and a vision, uh, what do you call those people, a seer? She gets a vision of the dragon reborn, And tells the women that not only should they tell no one about the dragon being born, but they, but that they should find him or prepare the world to follow him. And my question is, with the AL that are not being fleshed out, does this war have something to tie in with why his mother being killed was the impotence, so to speak, for uh, the dragon being reborn because the L are paying for a sin that they did a long time ago. I wish we got a little bit more tighter world building on that. And it could be I'm just missing something. Currently, Moraine is brought before her lover, but needing to call her mother, which is all kinds of weird. Also, sidebar back to the the initial flashback so that's the reason why you didn't call why you didn't visit really the search for the dragon reborn 
was so all encompassing you couldn't go see your father on his deathbed i find that to be a little i don't know hard to swallow as a justification even if it's for the end of the world you're not going to see your father again so what does it matter if the world is gone in five years this moment is something you're you're gonna need in that battle to uh to certainly balance you and that's something i feel like she's just now realizing just how alone she is even though she's not alone and i have a huge eye roll at that um once she dismisses her second in command what is her name because i like her but i never can remember her name uh she chastises moraine for not telling her that she was stealed Lon is told everything she's like what else did he tell you everything you should have been telling me these last six months in these letters that we've been exchanging so i was right that was a letter on her dressing gown last episode she comforts her beloved and tells her it's time she not only handle or help handle this burden but that she needs fran and if they are supposedly been doing this plan for all of this time behind everyone's back i just kind of feel that was something stated and never really told there's no massaging of these particular parts of the story which is just sad because then the scene would have worked better if all of that could have fallen into place and it kind of began the the slow decline of this episode in my ranking because of so many things that just didn't have as much weight behind them as they should have this should have been a great reveal it wasn't uh her saying you know i'm gonna row with you like how do you mean row with me if you were rowing with me this whole entire time then why is everyone not convinced to follow the dragon or even have that inclination except for a handful of people what have you been doing because it doesn't feel as if especially at the end of this fight y'all is ready ran is freaking out wondering why the amerlin wants to talk to him like he shouldn't clearly know why lon though not yet speaking to moraine about what he chose to do tells ran that suan is good she comes from a humbler background than even yourself and that running at the eye of the world because you wanted to save the people you love was selfish because you were born to protect this world not just the people you love in it amen to that shit i feel like this is the type of shit he needed to hear six months ago and the reason why moraine's idea to let him run off and try to play it by herself and let him fall into her little trap once again shows how short-sighted she really was and then the follow-up after this really really emphasizes why suan made the right call i don't give a fuck moraine i don't give a fuck okay you had your chance and you screwed it up (laughs) and now the dark has had six months up on our asses and we ain't got nothing to show for ourselves nah you cannot pretend to be betrayed at this moment Uh uh-uh after getting a quick lesson in sword etiquette and a shiny jacket suit to look presentable he goes in to see suan who has some questions that he must answer and truthfully which he's going to decide his fate about and he tries to act like in this moment that he has any type of authority in this conversation but he doesn't and that's the sad part it's like yeah you can channel oh yeah you're this very powerful but you don't you have no idea what you're doing and it took you three months just to get to the person that could teach you and then when you got to him y'all had one lesson and it wasn't even a lesson it was oh you're so powerful you can do whatever the fuck you want oh matt yes we all think you should be more impressive than you actually are you don't have any friends nobody likes you 
I think that he is the weakest part of this series, and that is including the Ogier. Lanfear had him knocked out and brought to foam as a favor to Ishmael. Nynaeve and Elaine see the soldiers on the street, and while it seems the people of foam acclimated quickly to the new world order situation, like they got a choice, like it doesn't, that's the thing about sometimes the people on the ground, they always ask, well, why didn't you fight? It depends. Y'all act like everything was great under the previous <laughs> rulers. Maybe you should understand the political situation before judging the people for what their actions are. Those Shawshank got shit to do with them. That's about women and, and channeling and them controlling women they can channel. And there might have some pe- people in the world out there that might think, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing because these eyes to die. Where were they when we needed them? They clearly weren't here. But also that indicates, right, that the the turret guy, which we've not seen, who supposedly can channel, by the way, um, he's been, his whole court has been here. So is that another sign that the tower just has been fucking up all this time? Because it only was Rima or Rima and her warder and three others that were sent to this town to investigate and even she admitted like we didn't know what the fuck we was walking into we didn't know how big the threat was and apparently that information hasn't made its way back to the tower actually it has but oh yeah that's right that's right it did make its way back to the tower leandrin showed up and said something about it what's the amberlin doing about it and then they was like yeah whatever so another another indication that the tower while yes is a political faction it certainly isn't the only one that should be out there because there needs to be checks and balances in the world (laughs) and i'm not talking about dark and light i'm talking about some people who know how to get the fucking job done and some people who want to live in la la land and i don't know if there's enough people on one side versus the other while Nynaeve wants to go straight to the castle, Elaine tells them they're doing it her way and you will do it exactly as she says. And because she's been talking shit all, all the time she's been with this woman, Nynaeve kind of took what she knew she, she had coming. She's like, you know what? I can't pretend you did not just basically act exactly how I would act <laughs> to take control of the situation um the point of the soul dom is to wield the raw power of their damane something that is shown in an exercise so despite the damane being the spark they direct where the flame goes renna tells Egwene if she embarrasses her she will regret it she lets her keep her name she's trying to be friends with her and it's weird because Egwene's like i'm a slave that's not gonna be ever a situation where we both are going to like like or love each other or understand but it's like of course Rena's gonna try to brainwash you (laughs) i think Egwene isn't completely playing the game the way she should play the game because she does need this type of training it's necessary lord knows ain't nobody else taught you jack shit Ivan, who we didn't even see the rest of the episode, doesn't trust Varen, who is given an Ogier map of the city and decides to follow Tomas against Alana's wishes. What happened with that arc? I have no idea. We didn't see him. I couldn't tell if he was working for the Amberlin or not. Maxim, and since Maxim and Alana showed up, I'm guessing he didn't. So <laughs> I'm confused. I feel like Ivan is just out there to be a tool for something but i don't know what or that scene was supposed to go somewhere else and it didn't maxim says i'm more concerned about leandrin who seems to be missing no one has told the amberlin that the other two girls are missing okay i feel like that's definitely confirmed at this point and one of them is the daughter heir of andor how the fuck is this not also an issue with the amberlin seat that she would bring up she is currently entering Moraine's home. 
I'm not sure what the deal is, why she feels such avarice against Moraine or any type of emotion with Moraine again, other than the, than her arrogance, which, you know, <laughs> can't slight a girl for that. Cause it's, uh, it's kind of hard sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. I suppose in the first season, it felt like they may have a little bit of back and forth, but I didn't feel as if maybe it's just been a while that I've watched those scenes. So yeah, this is another one that felt a little far removed and quite frankly, out of left field when we got it. Line approaches Moraine. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. And while she thinks his little game will change nothing and he's put the world at fate, he seems to have some ideas on how this could fix everything between them. He knows she can't do things alone. And if she isn't going to trust him, then he hoped he would trust or she would trust Suan. Uh, also, have you been suicidal since you've been stealed? Because everyone says you're supposed to be suicidal and you seem to be taking things quite well. Suan asks how many times Rand has channeled. He's like only a couple of times, but knows he will continue to do so because he can't escape his uh, his nature. And he tries to put himself as like, you know, I'm just a part. I'm not a spoke in the wheel. And she's like, boy, you are the water that runs the wheel or something to that. There was a lot of wheel weaving. And usually I'm cool with it. But this episode is like, okay, stop it. She tells him as Amberlynn what is to be done if the dragon is found. Uh, the reds would have him to be gentle, but she would restrict them from doing so by keeping him caged because gentling him will only cut them off from the one power itself. So he's meant to be shielded and used as their puppet in the last battle, which can't possibly be happening in foam this season. But he's not meant to be a general. He's not meant to stand in his own. He's just meant to be a weapon for the women to wield. And that's when he decides, well, that's not going to be my fate and tries to buck up on her, but is quickly knocked back down to earth. Boy, if you don't get... Honestly, Rand is so stupid. Why did you think this was going to help your situation? Well, I'm not going to do that. You don't even know what you're doing. And let me tell you, this rant she gave him when she was disgusted that six months he's known what he is and has learned nothing. Moraine has taught him nothing. <clears throat> Bullshit. She was absolutely right to be appalled. Like, are you kidding me? Not only that, your temper is pricked so very easily. At, and you didn't even hear what I said. What the Amberlin seat is supposed to do. So I hadn't made up my mind and you didn't pick that up in that conversation, meaning you're not smart or mature or emotionally grounded enough for the power in which you have. And since clearly Moraine can't teach you shit, we're going to have to do this the other way. I felt her reasonings were very valid in that moment because he should have turned to diplomacy. Well, you don't know who I am as a person. What can I do to make this like, I don't, I feel as if he could have stood as the dragon and not just look like he was the dragon, right? Cause he had the cool coat on, he had his sword, he put the, the weaves around him. He looked awesome until she bitch slapped him and was like, you're a boy, you're a boy. You're not a man. You don't know how to stand on your own two feet. Something Lon told you. You do need more men in your life, though, bruh, for real. Because you be needing these men lectures <laughs> of what it means to be a leader. And all of those things are not something that these women can teach him or not even these women. Moraine has been able to teach him or even tried. She's been wandering around like a chicken with her head cut off, making him feel like he's on his own inspirational path as she leads him to the one town where Loghain is at and then he soft plays it as if he got time 
As if she wouldn't tell him you ain't got time. I, I don't know. I'm just not blaming Suan in this moment. <laughs> you is not going to inspire anyone to follow you. We would have been so much better off if you were a girl. That's got to be insulting if you were born a male because that's what every male says. <laughs> or every girl has ever heard in her life too. I wish you were a man. Rena has shown the limits of Egwene's power and is very pleased. And I'm glad we even saw it felt from the town that they were at. So that was a nice play into Egwene. And now they're going to have to juxtapose it against Nynaeve's once again so that we know that she's the most powerful. And I, I'm not feeling 100% confident on that. The Ogier is just allowed in the streets despite being a prisoner, I guess. He meets up with Nynaeve and Elaine. And is this really the time to draw attention by bowing not once but twice? They find out where Ewain is and his toe only so dumb can enter the kennels and while this was a little bit of information certainly i don't know about him being let outside of the castle by himself <laughs> without a guard at least i know they're in the streets i know they were in a tent supposed to be but i can see holes in this in that tent and it wouldn't have been that hard Kind of the best part of this episode, um, Ishmael whittles and tells Matt it isn't a sex or murder thing, but the fact that he had to consider both offers. <laughs> then he tells him he's always had trouble sleeping, thinking of all the pain and suffering of humanity and offers him some magic mushroom tea where he will go on a magical journey into his past lives and see who he is at the root of his soul. Matt pretended he wasn't going to choose oblivion over actually having to deal with himself. And then he realized, oh, fuck, now I really have to deal with myself. <laughs> God, this character is horrible. Perrin and Avianda, Ava, meet up with some of her Aeli friends and upon learning that one of their own died a fight breaks out between the three women parents said what the hell is going on moraine and lon find themselves against suan who yes is fair and hasn't forgotten things but they have changed moraine has been stealed you have been wrong this entire time <laughs> I do have to answer to other sisters. And while sure we have this united altruistic goal for right now, you need to sit down and let me figure out what the next best steps are. Because once again, re-emphasized your way fucked up. It's like naive in a lane, right? The lane was like, no, nah, naive. We tried it your way and shit happened. And Nynaeve was like, all right, you right, you right. <laughs> Maybe we should try things in a different manner. It's only him and his past experience with them. I mean, he knows the reds are the more vicious ones. But if you have that power, you should know that you are more powerful than the reds. I don't know why he's just, ugh. okay, let's get off a ran um but she was right saying that you chose to leave things to chance due to your pride and while you were supposed to be the one to or i was supposed to be the one to get people prepared to follow him which i failed at you were supposed to be the one to teach and shield him so he doesn't go mad which is something you failed at <laughs> they have been in they packed all this time but now technically the forsaken have gotten their hands on him i mean the forsaken was fucking him for months and moraine was just hanging out in a bathtub sulking writing notes back and forth 
doing things, but things that don't seem to account for much of anything that we've yet to see. And she does feel out of her depth. No matter how much she's part of the team, she still feels as if she's learning things as she goes. So she shielded Ran. Now it has both of them in a cell together, which is really weird. <laughs> I suppose you have, uh, is it Leanne? That's her name. Leanne guarding him and keeping him shielded. But why did Murray need to be in a cell so they can have a conversation <laughs> and conspire? Like that's not something, you know, your lover would do. So on. Rand tells her about Foam and how Egwene is there and how Ishmael has her and that they really want, really wouldn't want him to be where he currently is, prompting an idea. Leandrin is tired of nephew pretending like he don't know why she's here and dismisses his mother in a way that of course is going to make her suspicious. He is sworn to the dark and is told to remove Moraine from the board and his mother too if she tries anything. Rand continues to look rather like a plaything, asking pathetically for Lanfair to help him as she continues to reside on her throne. She's like, I guess so. And she just destroys the town. <laughs> I only laugh because I'm like, girl, your outfit choices, most of them do not hit. Alana takes Lon to Loghain where Maxim post guard outside really staring at himself in this knife and my love for you went down just a bit. I don't like narcissists. He offers him a key and points out if he can uh if he can see the weaves right. He asks what he sees when he sees Moraine uh and he read her for filth a desperate lonely woman dedicating her whole life to something she doesn't understand you know it's really sad i feel this character has been wasted this entire season he's just someone for people to go to fuck over and then (laughs) the next time y'all come and ask him for something he's gonna have a will to live and that's just to fuck your lives over for using him I don't know why he couldn't have been an actual teacher. And now that I know what I know from what Mimi told me, it kind of doesn't make sense why they wouldn't actively decide, okay, let's start some lessons. Granted, having lessons in the courtyard is probably going to catch someone's attention. Don't think about it too deeply, Christina. (laughs) So there's a lot of, unraveling in this episode it's annoying um the one thing he does get on my nerves about Logan is he act like he's the victim in all of this like you guys gentled me and that was the response you were going to get especially as you went around killing people it's not like you did not murk folks and you were running around like ran just trying to keep a low profile no you came out declared yourself tried to take get people to surrender to you if they didn't you took out motherfuckers you were against the Aes Sedai straight up and if any of them crossed your path you would have taken them out with the powers that you could wield and if you still had them you would still fucking be taking them out so stop acting like you didn't get here um by your own actions Perrin learns Aviende simply paid her toe, which is a debt for the death of the woman that died because she died defending her. When she learns he is tied to a woman that's also deceased and cannot lay with another, she points out that his companion is disappointed and that seems to be Perrin's journey to be eyed like something every woman wants to jump up on. What happened to his his troop, his people? He got one dog and that was it. Nynaeve and Elaine capture a Saddam. And uh, that was the highlight of their part in the episode because Nynaeve controls her and she has the chain around her. How are they going to break that? That's going to be interesting. Nynaeve's going to have to channel because she's going to have to heal that shit and she knows it. This is the part in the episode where I stopped taking notes. So... <laughs> 
Let me try to remember what happens. Uh, Leanne is called away by Varen, who tells her that uh, she needs her help defending Charon, the city from Lanfear. But it was a ruse because Varen lets him go. It's like, oh, the dragon reborn. Ooh, I hope you're worth it, boy, later on. <laughs> no, that's what Alana said. They just all keep calling him boy, and it's funny. <laughs> but also very derogatory. And uh, they all meet up. And then Suan finds out she's been betrayed. All I remember from Perrin is that he got to the city. So I don't have much to say there. Then we get to the Egwene scene where Renna comes in and she's trying to play nice. But I don't need a bird bath. I can wash my own face and I can wash my own hands. That's not something I'm being restricted from. So I don't need you to do it for me in this intimate fashion. Also, you telling me what your mission statement is, is not going to make me sign the fuck up. I'm going to kill you. Not today. Not tomorrow. But I'm going to kill you. Egwene, though, keep your cars close. Keep your cars close. It was a badass line. I'm glad she said it to her. But at the same time, like, girl, y'all got to learn what. <laughs> what, uh, what being uh, insidious means, especially when you messing with people from the dark. Um, turns out Moraine is not shielded from the one power because it's impossible to do something. Lan has been pondering all this time, but we're just now hearing and he realizes that she's only been bound uh tied in a knot her weave's been tied in a knot and then ran just can untie it because if he thinks it it will come suan <laughs> instead of grabbing all her girls because she knew she had that situation under control when she created a thunderstorm i know everybody's like how is my shit gonna get fixed that's what i want to know is there some i Sedai homeowner insurance uh the the nephew i don't remember his name <laughs> and this came out of nowhere because leanne's like take her off the board oh yeah i already said that part but that it felt so <laughs> just dropped in there and then his mom gets him locked up and like oh i've already told the queen everyone knows about your betrayal i'm like all this shit happens so very fucking fast a little too fast if we're being honest uh and then why would they all of a sudden want moraine off the board if it was the intention oh maybe maybe lanfair is planning to double cross Ishmael because it's Moraine who or it it's Lanfair that wants Moraine off the board and she last talked to Leandrin whereas Ishmael he clearly could have taken her off the board if he wanted to but he didn't uh and it's something even Lanfair was annoyed about it. he's like yeah no 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 they're all worth it so he wouldn't have wanted her to to have her killed so i think this is a, a clear indication of a backstabbing coming soon um what else what else oh yeah suan finding them as she opens the way gate this is meant to be emotional because she took an oath and she's like if you ever loved me you wouldn't bitch close the gate i asked you to close the gate nicely i asked you another time i asked you three more times and you said no what do you expect me to do <laughs> i can hurt you or i can force you to close the way gate and you shouldn't feel as if this is a violation because you violated me when you said no you violated my authority. You act like I wasn't the most powerful bitch in the whole entire kingdom and dismissed me as if things are going to be your way. And I told you that things are going to be mine. 
<sighs> they're ambushed by Lanfair after because she didn't get her powers back did I tell you that part yes and then she's like oh I can feel it then she opens the way gate and that's what the Ogier map was for but the way in which Sion, Sion, Suan Swin was defeated so easily <laughs> by Lanfair shows exactly what our point has been all season <laughs> they really did need the dragon because amberlyn's seat ain't got nothing i think if even if i think if a couple of Aes showed up but no you're supposed to be the uh but i guess that amplifies the power sure but man even marine was like don't you're no match for her <laughs> so they all leave and moraine's like i can't believe i just betrayed you but you did when you said no what did you think was gonna happen you knew you called the forsaken not only that you're working with the forsaken it looks like you've turned to the dark if we're being honest everything that suan is thinking especially like oh don't hurt her i need her and then Lanfair's like fine an amberlin seat that's broken is more useful to me and sure i mean the reason why he's like i won't let you hurt moraine and she just looks at him like you're more like lose every day i'm like what because he's not if he's supposed to be a man other than this will make me like she's just doing what you want right now because it gets her what she wants and i don't know why you guys aren't clearly more aware of that fact <sighs> it's just i i guess I just think that there was too much, too much in this episode for me to logistically take it all in and be pleased with the outcome. So I gave it a 7.4 out of 10. It's the lowest score I think I've given all season because this is, I didn't like this episode at all. I mean, I kept going through it going, oh my God, we still have time. Hopefully something changes, something happens. I mean, they even left my baby Ishmael stroking Matt's face, telling him about how you can't escape the person you are and him looking like just like he shot up some heroin. I, I don't I don't know what this episode was. It just was not good for me. And I'm sure someone can point out a couple of things and it really kind of won't even change my mind about it. I don't even feel like expounding on it. And, and that's just a good sum of just my feelings going through it it gave me much of nothing other than some mild annoyance frustration and a few moments of you go girl Egwene's pretty much the best part of this story in the last couple of episodes and it's mainly to do with her strength more so than anything else and I'm going to stop rambling now and allow for the mailbag to see if they agree or disagree with my assessment. So let's jump into the feedback. What up, Cena? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for The Wheel of Time, episode 7 of season 2. Um, I like this episode. Um, I was happy that we got to get back to Perrin's storyline. We only saw a little bit of him and Avi, um, but we uh, got to meet some more of her clan, and uh, we I guess we're like learning her kind of what like her culture is um and they're in farm now so it seems like all of our folks are going to get together and i have this theory and i don't i don't know if it's true 
But I feel like the reason that Nynaeve and Egwene ran, Lamette didn't even try, and Perrin probably hasn't even attempted to, to any do any kind of channeling or anything like that because they're all separated. When we um, were first introduced to the idea of channeling, all of them were with Moraine. Um, and Moraine was teaching them how to channel. And, um, well, I shouldn't say teaching them. She was helping um, Egwene start channeling. And we know Egwene be practicing all the time so she can channel. But I feel like when Egwene was uh, practicing her skill set, the reason that she was more powerful was because um, we know that Perrin was close, Matt is in Fom, and Nynaeve is there too. Um, there, a lot of them are close together. I don't know if that's true. That's not something I pulled from the book. That's just my theory because I keep, in my mind, I keep going back to what Ishmael said about he was like, you know, uh, Matt's always been mine. Perrin's going to be more dog than human soon, you know, and Rand will be mine. Like, I I feel like, you know, and he went, he wanted uh, um, Leandrin to bring him Egwene and Nanit. He wants them all together for a reason. I think, and I don't know if this makes a difference. I don't even know if it's something that it's possible but maybe with this reincarnation of the dragon reborn they didn't put all the power in one person um if you remember season one um one of the things moraine says is that it's strange that all you guys are together um this is very uncommon they're all in the two rivers and then we got the, the next story about how the two rivers came to be but none of those people fit like the i guess the mold of what the um, Two Rivers folks should be. Ran with his uh, his red hair, um, being really tall and slim. That's information from the book. Um, he's like one of the tallest. Um, in the book, he's they, they call Perrin like large, like he's very tall and big, but Ran is even taller than him. Like he's like the tallest person in the town and that's unusual. And he has red hair, unusual. Uh, Perrin, um, in, in the book, he was, like, adopted by, like, a blacksmith, and he was taught to trade. And I think that's the same kind of backstory they have for him, as much as we know about him, you know, being um, in this, um, in this, in the actual television show. Um, and then, like, Egwene, I don't think we learn much about her in the book, and I don't remember her parents are like, barkeeps and stuff like that. But her and Nynaeve always could talk to the wind is what they said but it turns out they were just channeling like i feel like all of them being in the same place is going to be significant um and one of the things that irked my soul about um the ambulance seat the am ambulance seat um suan um i should say one yeah one of the things i think the biggest thing was annoying was how she was like, you know, it's been six months and you haven't learned anything. Like, where was he supposed to learn this from? You could channel when you were little, but you couldn't. What you're doing now and what you did when you were little, when you first got your power, how did you learn that, ma'am? Did so? Did you just teach yourself? Did you just, you know, six months after you learned you had powers, you were just good? Like, are you so far removed from the beginning of your uh, sorcery that you can't comprehend how learning works? Who was supposed to teach him? And it sounds like in the television series, women can't teach men how to channel. I thought Moraine was telling um, Lo Loghain to teach Ram because she couldn't. But it sounds like in this in this um, realm of you know the Wheel of Time, this um, universe. Anybody with channeling ability can teach anybody. It's what it sounds like to me. And uh, Moraine couldn't teach him because she, well, she thought she was cut off from the one power. And it turns out that her one power was just tied in a knot. And I loved how it was Lan that talked to 
ran, told him what to look for, and helped him get Moraine's powers back. And that's the whole thing I was talking about. I think that's what irritated me so much about the way she was treating him. Um, I understand she had a, um, like, an obligation to Rand, and that was her first concern, and she cared about that more than anything, and she even cared about it more than herself, and that's fair, and I understand it, but why, like, I can't understand why she couldn't tell Land that. Like, why couldn't you let him know, I can't deal with you right now and your feelings, I need to find the Dragon Reborn. Why he couldn't go with her, I have no idea. Maybe she felt, she didn't feel like herself because she didn't have her powers and she felt like she couldn't protect him the way that she she normally did because even though he can fight, we, we've seen her, uh, Moraine, use her powers to help land. So maybe, I mean, and that makes sense, but why not just tell him? And for him to go tell, find the ambulance to tell her exactly what happened. I mean, you brought this on yourself. You, you're the one being an asshole, Moraine. And Moraine is an asshole. Um, and, and in all honesty, I wasn't even mad at, um, <laughs> uh, Moraine's nephew for doing what he had to do. Like, I, I'm, I don't think I would have made that personal choice, but if it comes down to, you know, if it ever came down to me, Having to pick between being able to care for Derek and choosing the dark side, I promise you I'm going to choose the dark side. As long as I know my decision is not going to affect him in a negative way and the only person who's going to have to deal with the consequences of me going to the dark side is myself, if I got to do that to protect Derek or to feed him, clothe him, and make sure he can prosper in life, I'm going to do it. So I'm not saying that what, you know, him having to kill his aunt was going to be very good and and you know <laughs> he wasn't going to have some kind of consequences in life you know per his mom you know especially since um uh leandrum was like if your mom get in the way kill her too <laughs> that she didn't say exactly like that but we know that's what she meant she was like take care of her too so he would have had to take his mama out which would have been shitty but i mean like he said lorraine uh moraine don't don't care about anybody she don't care about us that's true, but, you know, his, his mama made a decision, and I'm actually pretty surprised she picked um, doing the right thing, helping Moraine um, over killing her son. Well, she didn't kill him. She just locked him up, and then she told the queen, so I don't know what the queen is going to do, and I'm still trying to figure out if the queen is the same queen that is, that, um, Leanna, is that her name? The, the princess. Um, if that's her mama, because in the book, her mama was, uh, a widower and she had to remarry somebody. She just hadn't decided who she was going to remarry, but it seems crazy that you would have a daughter that's that old and you're, re you're marrying someone younger and you probably aren't going to be able to get pregnant. I don't know how long people reproduce in uh, this universe. Who knows? Maybe it's not the same person. Maybe it's supposed to be a different even different queen. But I don't know. Um, I'm very curious. Okay, now I've been rant. My story has went all over the place. Um, <laughs> it started with uh, uh, AB and Perrin, and then I ended up all the way on the rain. But it, it wrapped up pretty nicely. I, I ain't even mad. Um, we're going to let it ride. And then um, we got the mat. I really don't like Matt. I cannot stand, and it's not even just like the character himself. I'm speaking about the actor. I don't know what it is, but I just can't, I can't get into it. And I was very interested in the, in the Matt, um, from season one. And maybe it's the storyline two, but it's, I know it's the actor. I don't know what it is about his acting choices, but I don't like it. I really don't. I thought at the beginning of the season, it was just, you know, we didn't really know him. He didn't really have much going on, and he was being locked away in the tower by Leandrin. So, you know, not much was happening. But now that he yeah, his storyline is unfolding, I, I don't know. I, I really think it's the actor. Even the way when Ishmael poured that tea and he was like, drink it, and you can, you know, discover who you are. The way he, like, ran to the tea and put it picked it up put it up uh picked it up put it down picked it up put it down i don't know it just i don't know it's just he doesn't i don't know he's just 
I don't, he's not it for me. And I really wish I could give you a better criticism of why I don't like his particular acting choices. I don't know. I just don't think he's that, that good of an actor. Like, I don't know if they just didn't have a lot of options, but I don't feel like he was strong enough to replace the math that left because the math that was before him was really a really strong actor and I don't think this actor is that that strong and that's just my honest opinion I could be a hundred percent wrong but I just don't like him as Matt and aside from that Matt's a piece of trash and he is like the worst I still can't understand why you wouldn't want to be with your friend and he was with Rand right now he would know what the fuck is going on. Like, you just left him without a word. You didn't have a conversation. You hadn't seen this man in how many months? And you just, like, we know it wasn't an accident, and now Matt knows. But Rand just thinks it was just sheer coincidence or fate. And you just fucking left him. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He don't know if you dead. He don't know if you just ran away from him. He don't know anything. He just left. What a bitch. I cannot. He got so much redemption to do that I don't even, I can't even comprehend. Um, and one of the things that I think is going to really irk me, unless this actor gets a little bit stronger, is um, when he does run into my sister. Um, my oldest sister had a favorite character of the, the Wheel of Time books. And she even had a, like a poster of her in her house and right next to it is a picture of a guy and I and I didn't realize who they were until I got like I started watching um, the Wheel of Time and I like I said I'm not going to tell you the name of it uh, the, the character until I read the companion book because I want to see exactly when we're going to meet her and if, if, if it's even possible because they might not even put this character in because you know how they treat black people they usually will rather switch it like a race to be black than to actually have a black actress that's based in black that's supposed to be black that's she's black in the book um, but Matt is her like supposed to be her love interest and I I'm not going to be happy with this Matt unless he gets the acting game up um, so I, I think that's all um, just really quickly um, the you know the, we find this storyline between Moraine and um, Sue Ann you know they were together before she became the ambulance and 20 years ago they, they were the ones that was around that Aes Sedai that got the prophecy and that's like changed projection of their life um, and their um, goals um, and I don't know I just I don't know why if Sue Ann was there for the prophecy and she was told to protect the dragon and to teach him and to you know make sure like you know the good like things happen the way they're supposed to why she would change it all of a sudden like you were there you you got that prophecy it was meant to be seen by you and Moraine and now all of a sudden you you're changing things up I, I don't know um, it sounds like um, Landfair <laughs> she's like a broken ambulance is better than a dead one so I don't know how how messed up she's gonna be from that but we'll see um, I am curious to know though because it's strange that Land, um, not Land, Rand went into the dream world, told Landfair that, you know, he was being held captive in the help, and she burned down the city, she grabbed him and everything, and they're going to a farm. But what I didn't understand was why Moraine and Land went with them. That, that was a surprise, and I don't know if I missed something. Um, in the episode, because I, I don't tend to rewatch stuff right after I, like, before I send feedback. I usually only watch it once. Um, but with this series, when it's over, especially since there's going to be a long time when we don't have anything else to watch, I'm going to rewatch it once we're done, watch it from the beginning to the end, um, after I read chapter, or the second book, um, to see if they mix things up a little bit. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, not comprehending exactly why they all went through the the way gates. Um, I'm very interested in this episode. It's only one left. That, that's what my prime said, and that one aired uh, some weeks ago. So 
it's only nine episodes. I, I think just the way the television and actors and all this shit's going now, and the way prices on everything, like Netflix, I don't know if you saw, but they're about to go to $22.99. Y'all play too fucking much. Um, anyway, I'm gonna let that go, but, um, I think shows are not going to be 20-something episodes a season anymore. I think they're going to be in the teens. Even my, my favorite show, All-American Homecoming, only got renewed for 13 episodes. And it's, uh, like, um, I guess the, the show that it spun off of, which was the original, which had, I think, 22 episodes last season. They're only getting 13. So I, I think, you know, 10 episodes-ish is going to be the new norm, anywhere between 8 and, you know, 15. Um, but I guess I guess we'll see. Let me end it here. Um, until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic. Queen on the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Definitely differing thoughts than myself. Not nearly as harsh, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> Um, a few notes, a few notes. I'm with you with the actor that plays Matt. He's awful. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's not good. I don't find his storyline is good, but he as an actor is not improving it in any manner. So yeah, the first season I was interested in Matt's storyline. I wanted to see where he went and I like that actor. Um, even when I was like, he ain't shit. He's still the same ain't shit type of character, but you can at least see somewhere in the back of his mind something that has a heart that makes the people around him want to actually go back and and be still concerned about him. But then you keep seeing him in the present being being in front of his friends. And really, if he didn't stumble upon Rand, would he have like if Rand hadn't went up to him would he have went up to Rand who knows I mean he was all but told Dineve is dead and he sees Egwene crying in a garden and he's like yeah I ain't gonna go ahead and comfort my friend I'm gonna choose to go go on a a spree and have some fun with this men chick I met five minutes ago Matt's always been I mean they've kind of almost made him worse this season than he was last season at least it was more like I don't want to get involved with shit that's far above me nope and if he was prone for the dark side or if he was going to be leading the path it was that small nugget of goodness that was going to come out in the end and then you know he dies or does something heroic in the last moment that that proves to him that whether he was always chosen for the dark he could be part of the light and same thing with Rand, and it all would have worked out well together but they just absolutely dog doo-dooed all over it and I don't think that they can bulldoze they can't really do much with him in another season I've already discussed with you I'm not quite sure the season the show is going to get a season four I don't know what their numbers are looking like Prime's usually not too picky but because they they're deciding to accelerate the way they did in this last episode, it makes me a little worried. <laughs> and I just heard that season three wrapped. So I'm a little concerned that they're going to tell the story in a very rushed manner than the, I think, much more, uh, much more layered story that it seems to be. And I'm okay with hitting the 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 greatest hits because I don't know what the story is. But <laughs> even I, who've not read the book, is like, okay, things are, are kind of, it's a little weird how things kind of get to one place or the other and we don't really progress in that fashion. It's just there. And it doesn't leave me with a lot of emotional tie-in to the events that are happening even if they're cool or this, that, and the other. Um, I, there might be something to them being all together. I don't know. That's a good call. I would, I would, would be surprised if that's the case. Uh, I will roll my eyes if she sees the lawn and starts fucking channeling. I know that much. 
I'm gonna need it to be something other than Lon. <laughs> Cause that is that's just a trope, and I don't want to see it being her only valid purpose in this show. And like I said, she started off as a wisdom, something someone who was supposed to have been a character that I felt maybe was was worthy of having at least an emotional intelligence that everyone else was lacking and it's it's just gone and i would even think she would think for my future for the child i could possibly have that would redirect her thought process and it it has no bearing uh elaine really got a short end though because i feel like i don't even know her as a person (laughs) other than she likes to show up that she doesn't have any friends and she will ride or die for them if she gets one. Fucking dog. I swear to God, every damn night. What? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything evil about that dog. Because it's not even the dog's fault. It's the fucking owner. It's going to leave the dog outside. Um, What else? In, in regards to... To... to the Amberlynn seat to Suan. You have to realize she thought Moraine was teaching him the last six months. She didn't know she was steeled. So that's why she got pissed and was like, oh, no, no, no. Now I have to take over. And she wasn't going to. And there's nothing to say. And she even kind of indicated, I'm not going to cage you. Like there's one thing to be caged. There's another thing to just be shielded and have one person in a room <laughs> watching you. Clearly you're allowed company. I think she was going to take over the teaching of him and Moraine and both Rand don't trust that being around the Aes Sedai is a good place for him because of the Reds that will try to overtake and want to do other things. But I would think, like I said, I think it's fair to ask, let me play this out on my side. You did it your way. We were doing it and we got egg on our face right now. And furthermore, do we got egg on our face and people are starting to realize that the dragon reborn is out there. He literally doesn't know shit and you have no capacity to stop him from going mad. And someone else has to take the spot that you were supposed to be playing, take the role that you were supposed to be playing. She didn't give her a chance to decide what else she was going to do. Neither of them gave her a chance. They just decided whatever it was, it's not what we want. And I think that's, kind of jumping like that's where i could see it from her perspective more so if they hadn't been fucking up so much i would totally be i hit my table more what she's saying like oh you don't know anything but i think she was genuinely surprised like oh wait like i thought you at least were getting taught (laughs) you weren't getting taught it's not so much of you didn't accomplish you didn't learn these things you've been taught in this matter of time you haven't been getting the lessons i thought you were getting so yeah, we made a commitment to do this thing, but you're not holding up your end of the bargain. And I don't know about Amberlynn seat either. I would have thrown that in her face because I'm like, where, where's our, where's our team? You don't seem to have anyone assimilated at all around the idea of following the dragon. Or maybe she would have eventually worked up to that. I don't know. But in that moment, I felt she made the right call. Like, we can't just keep him letting him running around. He's with the Forsaken now. <sighs> Things are not looking great on our end. Everyone that we could help is now in the hands of Ishmael. He's winning. Egwene, um already said that part about the fact that she was in tears and he left. And then um, the last part I think that goes into the with Swan is that she didn't change anything. It's just Moraine went rogue. She went rogue the last six months and she wasn't truthful with her partner. And that's why she chose to, to kind of say, you know, in a partnership, you have to let the other partner say, okay, well, I tried it your way. Didn't work. Now we need to regroup. But she also knows that she still ain't telling her information. She didn't tell her about Lanfair. Like there was, oh, they did say the dark walks among us, but I don't know what, who knows what it feels like, unless you know, Moraine on a, you already know she's walking around with the dragon reborn type of (laughs) side. (laughs) 
then yeah i feel like swain suan has a, a valid reason to be like oh now he's with the fucking forsaken like this is not this is not good pr <laughs> if we are working on the same side <laughs> clearly you're changing you keep changing the rules but I will be interested to hear your thoughts on the finale, which we will be doing soon, shortly, wrapping it all up. I hope that the finale comes with something. Please come with something. Because this certainly did not seem like a penultimate. If you have thoughts, opinions, blackercouch.gmail.com. We can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic. <laughs>